I've been sharing with uh, the congregation since Easter a series of messages called Emerge, Wake Up and Arise. And, and we figured out that the resurrection of Jesus Christ opens up to faith. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead should open each one of our lives to a new adventure in faith. It should open our lives into new ways of moving in our life and living our lives. It should open our lives to new growth as we unfold to new possibilities. You see, because life in the kingdom is not life as usual. I wonder how many of us have been sold the wrong, the wrong story and telling you that the life of the kingdom is something that you're going to inherit when you die. How many of you were told that? You know, that's a half-truth. Because it's true that life in the kingdom will become reality when you enter the church triumphant. But it's also just as true that Jesus came and Jesus said, I am here ushering opening the door of the kingdom here and now. How many of you know that? Well, let's live that way. You see, life in the kingdom is not usual. Life for believers should, should, should have a matisse, should have a, 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 a flavor, should have a color that is not the way the usual world is. Oh, yes, we get attacked by the same old stuff. But do we respond in the same way? Do we behave in the same way? Do we react and do we have our tendencies of lack of faith? Or do we then develop a new tendency of belief and strong belief in Jesus? On Easter morning, we discovered that uh, uh, and celebrated the emergence of Jesus from the tomb and leaving behind an empty tomb as we sang as he conquered death. We discovered and celebrated the awakening of Jesus to a new old reality. He was Jesus, the Son of God, before He came to earth. Now He is the glorified Jesus, Son of Man and Son of Man, glorified, sitting by the Father. And then we also discover on that Sunday that Jesus, once He rose, once He ascended into the skies, He did not sit down and just went and fan and had some mint julep. He didn't have that chance. There was a new mission beginning. There was a new life beginning. He was called and He did not leave us alone. He did not forget about us. He sent the Spirit that reminds us of each one of His words and deeds. Last week, we discussed the idea that Jesus is more concerned about teaching us about the ways of the kingdom than being our ATM, than being our emergency medical service or get-out-of-trouble card. He is the Lord. And we saw that in, in, in the whole resurrection story of Lazarus. As Lazarus' sisters were believing, yes, that he would resurrect in the kingdom. But Jesus was talking about here and now. And Jesus rose, Lazarus from the dead, right in their face. And in ours. And we discovered that he is Lord. This morning, I would like to invite you to join me. And I'm going to invite you to join because you're going to participate in this story with me, should you wish. This morning, I would like to invite you into a story. Now, this story should leave us with a sense that the resurrection of Jesus Christ opens new ways to move our lives, opens new opportunities, opens new ways of growing, and it offers us unfolding ways to new opportunities. 
Because of the resurrection, faith emerges powerfully. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If he would have died and I would have the privilege of traveling to that field in tomb and laying my flowers on Jesus, those words would have been nice. But the fact that the tomb is empty, the fact that there is no one there and that we know living within our hearts, moving in our lives, and, and, and letting God's presence known on every moment of our life, we know He is risen. And therefore, I travel to an empty tomb. Uh, by the way, you don't have to spend that much money. There is a mimic one still downstairs. <laughs> it, it is pretty nice. It's come from a movie set. But you see, the fact that he rose gives a different color, a different matisse, a different power to those words, I am the resurrection. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the Lord Jesus, as he said. Because of the resurrection, we have new faith possibilities. So I would like to, to talk about the story and invite you to embody, to live the story with me. You have with you in, in, in your worship guide the, the, the scripture that I'm about to read. Now, our story is a little interesting because our story, uh, it's, it's a story that's woven within another story, or should I say our story is their primary story, but another story weaves in right in there. Interestingly enough, in the synoptic gospel, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the story shows up, woven in the same place. We have Jesus talking to the people. Actually, there is a large crowd. Jesus has been pressed. And suddenly Jairus, who is a, a friend of Nicodemus. Uh, remember uh, Nicodemus, who was one of the leaders of the synagogue? Well, Jairus is a, is a colleague. They, they two know each other. They hang out together. Jairus' daughter is sick. And way back in verse 40... We, we read that now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, and they were all expecting him. So they were expecting Jesus. Then a, a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at his feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12 years old, was dying. Jesus actually says, yes, let's go. And as Jesus is leaving, the crowd is pressing, and, and a lady, this is the other story that interjects, a, a lady who was suffering from a blood disease, who another gospel tells us that she has spent almost all her money in doctors and nobody could heal her, uh, uh, knows that Jesus is there, don't care much about what Jairus and, and Jesus are doing. She is into her own search of faith, into her own quest to get that masters, to touch that man who she has heard can heal the sick, can help the blind, changes lives, and even is known to have risen some lives. So in her despair now turned to hope, in her despair now turned to faith, she goes and touches the hem of the Lord and she gets healed. And Jesus perceives power coming out of him. And he stops going from Jairus' house, and then he deals with that issue. A wonderful story. Won't get into it. But a wonderful story placed in there, and I wonder why. Because that story and the one we're going to go into 
our great stories of faith building. Our stories were desperation. Our stories were lack of faith. Our stories were, were the tendency to doubt. The tendency to fold up is there. And yet Jesus offers new unfolding possibilities to these lives. And this is where we catch the story in Luke 8, verse 40. Now, I've asked you to join me in this story, right? So your participation is going to be on verse 53. It says, what does this, can somebody please, verse 53, what, what does it say? Verse 53 or 52. 52, what does it say? The house was filled with people and weeping and wailing. Okay, that's the first one, weeping and wailing. This is when you're joining me in the story. You're the crowd. I'm the narrator. So when, I, when, when we reach to the point, weeping and wailing, what are we going to do? I, I, I didn't see it. So when we get to the point in the reading, what I would like for you to do is to embody. Be the crowd. Imagine yourself in there. You are the friends of Jairus. You are the friends of Jairus' wives. You are their buddies. You are their friends, and they have just lost their daughter to death. Jairus was doing something else, you know, he, he was, you know, but she's dead. And when Jesus walked into the house, it was full with a crowd, and the crowd was weeping and wailing. <laughs> Come on, weep and wail. Ah, be free, weep and wail, yeah. Now, in the next verse, it actually says, and Jesus told them, shut up, and then you're going to be quiet, and then I'm going to say what Jesus said, and then the crowd has another reaction. They laugh. They sneezed, and maybe they laughed. <laughs> Thank you, Gaston. It worked. Okay, so when, so when Jesus told them, shut up, the girl is not dead, she's asleep, and they say, ha, 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 come on, laugh at her. <laughs> that man is crazy. Okay. Are you with me? Can you be with me? Let's do it. Come on. Be free. This is what we call embodying the story, leaving the story along as it has been told. So catching up in verse 46. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When Jesus arrived at the house of Jairus, he, took, he did not let anyone go with him except Peter, John James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, here we go, ready, meanwhile... All the people were wailing and mourning for her. Ah, ah, stop wailing, Jesus said. Very good. She is not dead, but asleep. <laughs> they laughed at him knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, I would guess, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. The word of the Lord. 
You know, Jesus said at the end, he told the mother and father not to tell anyone what had happened. Guess what? They knew. You know what happened? Another gospel <laughs> tells us because it, the, the, the story finishes and, and, and everybody knew about his fame. <laughs> so it spread out. Uh, Jesus, people, people didn't always obey Jesus. Can we identify with that? Yeah, okay. Now, in the story, we found two amazing things. In this story, the, the same as the other story, we find two maybe contradicting, two, two aspects that are in, 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 con in conflict, in tension, in confrontation, and perhaps we, we could get a good lesson from trying to figure out these two tendencies. I see in our text a tendency to conform, a tendency to just go with the flow, a tendency to give up, to fold it all up and pack it away. I see this in the messenger. When the messengers came back to, from the house, once Jesus was on his way to go heal this girl, the messenger comes and says, hey, you know, your daughter dead late. Don't bother the master anymore. If Jesus would have felt comfortable with his folding up of the whole story, he would have stayed there and finished what he was saying. But Jesus, the scripture tells us, Jesus said, let's go. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Is this the Jesus you encounter as you are unfolding your new possibilities? Is this the Jesus we know of? Or is our tendency the same as the crowd to express their wailing and crying in disbelief, in lack of faith? Because she was dead. That's the fact. She's dead. Oh, they're calling this guy to come? Yeah, right. The crowd that expressed the wailing with another gospel said flutes and drums. So if you think I'm crazy by having you cry and laugh, Another scripture says they had drums and flutes. We didn't bring those up. <laughs> so the tendency was there of the crowd to just express their disbelief. We have this tendency in our own bones, our own hearts, that poisons our souls with disbelief and lack of faith and not trusting God. So we fold up. So we stop trying. So we stop trusting. We give up. We tend to wrap it up, don't we? We tend to bind that which we have been freed from. We tend to want to go back and be restrained because our freedom is just not understandable. We lessen the call. We disregard who we follow. And we block the faith. Sometimes we just maintain and survive. However, in the story, I said there is a contrast. There is a struggle. And it is the, the, the fact that the resurrection of Jesus Christ opens up for faith, opens up new ways to move our lives, and opens up our, our new ways to grow, open our lives to an unfolding new possibilities. From the beginning, Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, is expressing an amazing faith, a faith of belief. He believes Jesus can do something. And while the girl is sick, he ventures out from the house and he goes out to get help. Which parent would not do that? Jairus must have heard about Jesus' power, Jesus' miracles. He must have believed about them, and he decided to believe. And this is where faith comes in. It is a decision. Who was I talking about this morning? It is a decision that we take. It is a decision that we make to believe. We have the tendency, the natural tendency to disbelieve. Why can't we step up and take the decision to believe? That's what we're called to. That's what God is unfolding our life to be and become. In Mark 5, 
Jairus, it says a little bit more. In our text, he says, uh, it's just as Jairus pleaded earnestly with the Lord, says Mark. And even says what, he, what Jairus said, my little girl is dying. Please come, put your hand on her so that she will be healed and live. And the next verse says, so Jesus went with him. You see, he was not willing to fold up. He was not willing to wait for something unfold. He was not willing for just fate to happen. He perceived, he felt that if he believed in Jesus, some new unfolding possibilities would happen. Jesus took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. What does Jesus need to take the hand off in your life? What does Jesus need to grab onto your life to when you need to hear the words, get up and go? Well, hear them this morning because that is what Jesus is telling you. In the resurrection of Jesus, we find open possibilities of faith, open new ways of living, new ways of growing in our faith and unfolding new possibilities. Unfolding is about opening that which is folded. Um, Sometimes when I get depressed, I go shopping. (laughs) And and, and if I get very depressed, I don't go shopping. I can do it online. (laughs) It's even better. You can be in your pajamas and just spending all this money. So, so I ordered what was called a, a bed in a bag. You know what that is? Uh, guys, I'm learning to know what that is. A bed in a bag is a bag that comes with a comforter, with a sheets. Scott even has the, the window treatment. Those are curtains. It even has balances. No, not this. Things that go above the curtains that look very nice and pretty. Um, it has a, a dust cover. What? what? Rougher? Yeah, it had all of that stuff. Plus, it had two sets of sheets, two folding, I mean, two, two fitted and two different colors. Who knew? And then it had like five different cushions, pillows, you know. But I, I, I didn't know. It had 30 things in there. Somebody came in this little bag. Yeah. Actually, I was coming from the office getting some bad news. And, and when I got to my door, I saw this big, huge box. And guess what that did to my face? I forgot. And, and the room was transferred. So I opened it up. And guess what? It preached to me. Because as I'm getting the thing out of the box, I should have brought it, but no, it's too complicated. <laughs> Put all that thing back in. Uh, it's folded so neatly, and it's so huge for king size. So it's folded. So I opened it up, and it began to unfold. Boom. There are the sheets. Something else inside, it began to unfold. Boom. There's two pillows. Boom. Two, the, the thing for the dust, whatever. Then, boom. The curtains and the pretty things for top. And on, and on, and on. Wow. That was a great gift. It felt like it was never finishing giving. Oh, there was an end to it and the tag and then, and then the, the price. But <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Is your journey with Jesus one of new unfolding possibilities where you get your life in a bag and you never know what it's going to be like? It could be that way. And what happens is the grace of God that sustains us, empowers us, as Kathy was reminding me this morning, it begins to unfold a life. It begins to unfold a way 
it begins to unfold God's nature in us. Would you, this Easter season, as we continue throughout the year, would you like one of those life in a box? In a bag? Jesus has given it to you. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ leads us to new possibilities. It is about this entangling and not tangling. It is about loosening and not bounding. It is about releasing and not capturing. It is about uncurling, undoing, unrolling, untwisting, and shaking it out. Unfolding what God has for you is in itself an adventure. Oh, how good is Christ the Lord. Oh, how good is Christ the Lord that He bled and He rose so that He can continue to give us God's unfolding grace.